I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pro- I'm a processor. For all have blank and Send. come short of the glory of God. Don't answer before the dang <laughs> question's over. <laughs> Welcome to For the Love of God podcast, a show for Christians that keep it real. Whether you're new to Christianity, a seasoned Christian, or dipping your toes in the baptismal water, this show is for you. Join us and strengthen your Christian walk. Play games and discover new music. This ain't your mama's Christian podcast. For the love of God! Well, we are back again, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jason Longbreak, your host of For the Love of God podcast, here again with Rick Rieger and Nathan Jewell. Hello, hello. Greetings. So, fellas, a beautiful day today. We were blessed. That it is. That it is. That it was. Blue skies, sunshine, warm weather. Love it. Crawling out of the winter into the spring. Although I did have a moment today I kind of wanted to share with you guys. I stopped in at Wendy's to get my my normal, you know, weekly fill up before the show. And the the girl who uh, basically took my order at the, or took the cash at the window, she says to me, uh, you look like a Beatles guy. And I wasn't sure whether that was a joke on my age because she's a young girl working at Wendy's. I just I decided to roll with it. And uh, I said, well, I've, I've, I've had a, a few Beatles albums in my time. Why do you ask? And she goes, well, I'm listening to them now during, the, during my shift. And I was like, oh, that's really good. So uh, I just, that, was it a crack? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure how I would even feel if someone said, you look like a Beatles guy. Because I'm, I'm 40, which is after the Beatles time by quite a bit. And I even trimmed my beard, so I'm not looking as scraggly as I did. Well, you know, theoretically, I'm 55, and theoretically, I'm not, too old for the Beatles. You're not young. I mean, I'm too, I mean, too young, rather, for right. the Beatles. Yes, I'm sorry. I would be offended if I was called a Beatles guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, my, my sense of humor, immediately I wanted to say, well, eight days a week, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, folks, on the show today, we have Bible trivia... Would you rather, or wait, and <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing. We're, we're going to do some stuff, man. Folks, on the show <laughs> today. Followed by more stuff. <laughs> Bible trivia, news with Nate, thoughts with Pastor Rick, the thought of the day with Pastor Rick, and uh, that's it. Next week on the show, we have guest Kim Ledgerwood. Uh, uh, a new writer was asked to write a couple of chapters in a compilation book coming out. So definitely tune in for that. It should be very interesting. Another another guest from Canada. Wow. What are you like? Are you just scouting Canada or what? What's the deal with that? <laughs> you know, all those Canadian Christians up there right now, they need a little assistance, quite well, frankly. I heard they're all locked down, so I give them something to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of you. Thank you. So, <laughs> um, so I guess we talked about last week. Um, you guys wanted to Bible trivia me, and yes, I, and I am Ooh. up for the challenge. Oh, so I guess this is me against the book. Well, you can go against me if you want. I mean, I'm not Pastor Rick. I mean, the man's a repository of all knowledge. So. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, all right. And you're a repository. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm a suppository. <laughs> That's terrible. Repository, not suppository. Repository. Let's get that straight. <laughs> well, I thought we were friends. <laughs> suppository. Um, I, I, I want to get. I just want to kick it off with that because right now I'm feeling smart. Okay, you're feeling you're feeling it right now. All right, let's do it right it. now. Let's do it. So I get the phone of knowledge here. See, okay, in the phone awesome. of knowledge. Awesome. All right, and uh, let's do this. Oh my goodness, Bible trivia, and I am going against Nathan. So for those of the listening at home, when you just heard that shofar, that was actually Jason playing the shofar right before the session. <laughs> are you ready? All right. Well, then, are you ready? I am ready. You are ready? ready? Give it a shot. All right. So these are multiple choice. I'm going to read the question, <laughs> followed quickly by the answers, the four possibles, and then first person to blurt it out. Here we go. Why did the master rebuke the servant with one talent? Because he wrapped it too good? Because he didn't take it to the bank. (laughs) Because he ran away when the master returned? Because he didn't multiply it? Because he didn't find it in the ground? Didn't multiply it. Didn't multiply it is the correct answer. And what does it say here? Oh, I I have to answer it. Yeah. There we go. All right. On what mountain did the ark land? Mount Carmel, Mount Horeb, Mount Ararat, Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai. Wow, it doesn't give me the answer here, so I have to make sure I write the right thing. You have to click the right one. Oh, you have to click the right one. Which one is it? Mount Mount Ararat. I got it right. There we go. All right, now that I know how this app works, we can do this a little quicker. Apostle Paul wrote what his joy and crown are is, and that is taking a break and resting, his brethren in Christ, his work of making tents, brethren going fishing. Brethren of Christ is correct. I couldn't even hear the question was. <laughs> what work? Turn this down. What work was Samson made to do after the Philistines caught him? He was made to break rock for the temple. He was made to grind meal in the prison house. He was made to cut wood for the furnace. He was made to pull a plow like an ox. Second one. <laughs> grind. Grind Bus meal. rocks. I saw, I'll say ox. Was it the second one or the first one? Which one? What are you, what are you saying? Busting rocks. That is incorrect. Okay. He was made to grind meal in the prison house. See, oh, okay. I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pro- I'm a processor. For all have blank and Send. come short of the glory of God. Don't answer before the dang <laughs> question's over. <laughs> well, that is correct. I got to hear the question and all the answers. <laughs> From the parable of the wheat and the tares, when did the enemy come and sow the tares? While men slept, after the master was killed, after the wheat grew up, after the master left. I'm going to give you the first shot at this one, Jason. I don't even remember what the question was. From the parable of the wheat and the tares, when did the enemy come and sow the tares? While the men slept, after the master was killed, after the wheat grew up, after the master left. Why they slept? 
That is correct. And before the flood, what did God say he saw in man's heart continually? Mercy, kindness, evil, evil. or love? Evil, evil it is. <laughs> what happened in the parable with the grain of mustard seed? The birds came and ate it, grew a little bush, it grew into a big tree, died in the ground. Grew into a big tree. That is correct. Wow, does this just keep going? Holy cow. There's 10 of them. There's 10 of them. Okay. What was the first covenant after... I'm sorry. Yeah, that is correct. What was the first covenant after Adam's fall? With with Abraham about blessing all nations, with Adam and Eve, with Noah, and all living creatures, with Jacob and his 12 sons. Noah. That is correct. Noah the rainbow. Never to flood the world again. How many pairs of clean animals did Noah take in the ark? Ten, one, seven, or two? Two. Seven. Wait, how many pairs? Seven. Two. <laughs> I guess Nate got this. <laughs> it's seven. Two. The clean ones were the ones All right. that they I should have known it was seven. He always works with seven. I Three. have no idea oh, who no. won. It, it was the... Nate. Uh, it took about 12 times longer only than the uh, two. music. I'm cutting this, by the way. <laughs> you can't. This is what the fans long for, Jason. This is what they long for. You were feeling smart, Jason. You should stick I, with I, it. I, I, I can't do it head to head. Okay. I got to just do it by myself. Okay. Because I need time to think. <laughs> you want to go do a cooking quiz? <laughs> no, you, you'll beat me tremendously. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Same thing. You've been, you've been reading the Bible a lot longer than I have. That's fair. That's fair. And studying and doing Bible studies and going That's to fair. church. Well, you know, there's a, I'll give you a, see, no, this isn't the thought of the day, but I'll give you a thought based on this. You know, the important thing really is, you know, this, uh, this is all trivia, right? And trivia mm. is fun. Right. And, you know, and it's good to know facts. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. However, the most, I, I believe with all my heart that the most important thing is that we know the principles of the Bible. Um, so, you know, we, we should never feel bad that we don't know trivia questions, um, even if they're biblical. Now, granted, the Bible does tell us meditate day and night, and all scripture is useful to teach us and, you know, prepare us for every good work that God wants us to do. However, uh, you know, I think the principles are much more important than the trivia. Right. So don't feel bad. I don't. I want to cut it though. I want to. No, <laughs> I'll leave it because it was funny when I yelled at you. No. Um, <laughs> I just hope I didn't get too distorted. Now, when you cook, uh, I think when you cook though, it's about specifics, not principles. Negative. No. Principles. Absolutely. Okay. Well, there you go. It depends so what it, kind of cooking. If you're baking, it's definitely specifics. Ah, okay. This much of this, because if you don't, things are going to go wrong. Ah. But with... That's actually what I was thinking of. With but. cooking, regular cooking, uh, I can take the principle of, say, braising. Okay. Everybody know what braising is? Uh, it has to do with heat. <laughs> All right. Like is that right. similar to caramelizing or uh, low and slow, <laughs> low and slow a uh, roast? Oh, okay. It, you wouldn't. It, it, you okay. cook a meat in liquid. Mm-hmm. Okay, for a long time. That's mm-hmm. braising. Yeah. Okay. So you can do it on the stovetop. You can do it in a crock pot. You can do it in the oven. Uh, yeah, I would fail. Not, just not cooking trivia. Just not, just FYI. <laughs> not completely submerged. <laughs> About halfway up the meat, the liquid is, and then it's a s- slow process. 
to break down the fibers and, the, and everything gotcha. to make it all tender. You, you use a crappy piece of meat, a lot of fat, a lot of, a lot of stuff you wouldn't slice up, put on the grill. Okay. Because it's going to be tough because it has tendons and fibers and, and stuff and that don't break it. down except for a, a, after a long process of cooking. I that's called something. That's braising, right? I feel like I've, like I've went to the next level. I've learned something today. So you take that concept, that, what's the word you used? Principle. principle. That principle, mm -hmm. and you can apply it any way you want. You can use whatever ingredients you want. Right. You want to throw onions, carrots, celery, potatoes, some thyme, garlic. Gotcha. Do it. Do it. If you want to add a little tomato paste, put it in there. You don't have to. I recommend it. It gives that nice unami flavor. Unami. <laughs> unami. He threw unami. that in there, unami. like real smooth. Well, so. like, you know, with the Bible, it's really important with principles because, you know, sometimes I, I, I've known people that just can, like, quote scripture. They know all the stories from the Old Testament, and that's wonderful. But why was it in there? What's what's the purpose of that story? You know, especially the Old Testament, because the Old Testament has a lot of stories that we can pull principles from. Like, you know, you 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 listen to or read the story of Joseph, right? And you see a, a man who was sold into slavery, um, you know, taken away from his family. He was, you know, he's now a slave in Potiphar's house. Um, he, you know, rises to the top by doing his best. And then Potiphar's wife makes a pass at him. He's not going to have any of it. She gets mad, blames him for attacking her. So now he gets sent to prison. He's back to where he started from. Now he raises through the ranks by doing the best that he can. He, you know, he interprets some dreams. He ends up interpreting dreams for the Pharaoh. Now he's second in command and he saves you know, all of Egypt and his family, okay, mm -hmm. from famine uh, by, you know, coming up with a, well, God gave him a plan for, you know, making it through the fam famine with grain. Well, okay, that's a great story and all, but what's the principle? And there's several of them there, of course, but the one that jumps out at me is that, you know, when, when the chips are down, we need to trust God and do the absolute best we can. You know, the Bible says in, in the New Testament, it says, Sir, do, whatever you do, Work as if you're serving the Lord because he's the one that's going to reward you. And that's exactly what Joseph did. So that's the difference. You know, it's knowing that it's great to know the story of Joseph, but it's even better to know why it's in there and what we can learn from it. So mm -hmm. there's also another one in there about hell hath no fury like a woman scorned from Potiphar's wife. Yes, usually multiple principles there, but that, I think that's a key. Although I have to say, going back on the topic of cooking, uh, it, and my wife will probably vouch for this, uh, if I get to cooking, usually the kitchen looks like I'm trying to summon a demon. So I am not <laughs> very yeah, good at it. Yeah, clean as you go. Now, I don't know if this is going to work out for the <laughs> podcast, but what do you think? Cooking with Jason? You know, that would be a... Uh, I don't think you can do it on a podcast. Maybe uh, he cooks there's it a lot beforehand of, and we taste it There's a lot of cooking on the podcast. Show. I was thinking about doing a cooking podcast. You could probably pull it off, but uh, for sure I could. <laughs> but <laughs> but I can probably pull it off. But um, I've, I've never heard of a cooking podcast, but I'm sure they exist. Oh, there's a, the reason why I didn't is because there's too many of them. Ah, now I was thinking of a segment, you know, cooking with Jason. Today I've prepared a blah blah blah, and I've prepared over here a blah blah blah. And now we're going to taste, <laughs> and these guys are going to tell us what's better. And mm.
So this week's news is actually something that's kind of happening around the world. So we have a case of this in America, and there's a real prominent one recently that's going on in Canada where a father and a mother disagree on the idea of gender transition. So there was a father recently arrested because he refused to call his daughter by male pronouns. That's where this world is heading, folks. This, there's actually a case in America where uh, there's a set of twin boys that uh, the, the father and the mother, well, basically, I got to be very careful how I say this. The mother's encouraging a transition. The father is not for a mm-hmm. gender transition mm-hmm. on one of the twin boys. Now, the co- she's using the power of the courts to force things on the husband. Ouch. And that's happening in Canada as well. That's what I saw in this article. Hmm. It is not a pretty picture, but it is a warning to each and every listener to be very careful who you choose as your mate. You, There's a reason why we're not supposed to be yoked unequally. Absolutely. Correct. So uh, make sure you spend time and, and don't rush relationships. Make sure you find someone who loves, loves God more than they love you. Yeah, this whole... <sighs> gender thing is out of control that's what i would that's the exact verbiage i was thinking it is totally out of control i mean it's it's every every time you turn on the news it's another somebody wanting to be somebody else and god made you the way you are Mm -hmm. and you should stay that way i just want to know what you know where does it end uh where does it end you know i i just i you know i'll be honest as a I know I'm a man, but you know I really identify as a squirrel. As a squirrel, <laughs> yeah. And and so you know I just don't know. I'm confused, and maybe I need to get paid know, nuts. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should go to the hospital, and they could give me some fur and a long tail, and uh, you know. Well, if um, that works, then I identify as a millionaire, and all of you that are listening should send me one dollar until I get but, um, there. <laughs> But I'm, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a million dollars and I'll make installments one dollar a year for a million years. How's that? It's better than what I got now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And th- okay, so this has happened. Um, you, you can't make this stuff up. Um, they said that you can't, you can't um, tell, you can't. You don't know what the gender is at birth. Last I checked, you could. <laughs> you can tell what the Eventually gender is before they're born. Yeah. Quite a bit before they're born, right? actually. It's like, listen, folks, you're brainwashing these children. These are the same people that say this kind of junk are the ones that are like, trust the science. But the science clearly says that there are two genders. There's two genders. And, and you are what you are. You are born as one of those genders, and you shall remain as one of those genders. So what right do we, the pot, have to say to the potter, why did you make me this way? Right. You know, the fact is, is that God made us the way we are. Now, we may want to be something else, you know, and, and that's true of a lot of areas. You know, there's a lot, how many people, you know, want to be rich or, you know, want to be somebody they're not, like want to be a, a singer, 
You know, who, you know, what kid growing up doesn't, you know, listen to music and think, oh man, I'd love to be a singer. But some people are gifted in that area and some people just aren't. Or they watch sports and think, oh man, I'd love to be a basketball player, or hockey player, or football player, whatever. And, and some are gifted at that, some are not. It doesn't matter what we want to be. The fact is, is God has made us to be something. We need to learn to be the best version of that that we can. And we need to stop, t- you know, stop telling our kids that there's a choice. As long as we tell them there's a choice, some are going to take it. Right. You know, well, you know, I've had enough of this. You know, I mean, look at, like, you know, I hate to call it names, but, you know, uh, a very famous person, Bruce Jenner, you know, who, you know, won the Olympic, you know, oh, he won an Olympic event. I don't remember exactly what it was right off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, he had lived a good chunk of his life as a guy. And then, you know, I'm sure he was thinking, you know, hey, I've always kind of wondered what it'd be like to be a girl. So, you know, he does this whole switch. And now I hear rumor that he, kind of wants to go back, wishes he wouldn't have done it. He's running for governor. He's running for governor in California. Or Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor. As a woman? As as a woman. As what he is. Although I gotta okay. say, if you well, look at the is. outcomes of the men, of anybody that's that's married into that whole Kardashian clan, the outcomes are not very good there. So I just say danger Will Robinson. Uh, danger. Um Um, people be happy with who you are. There's been so many people that has changed genders that have regretted it and have committed suicide because of it's it. It's a it's a very it's it's a tragic amount of suicide. Yeah. associated with so really, I don't think it's a gender issue you have. I think it's a psychological issue that you have. Yeah, you're that, talking about gender dysphoria, and it's the reality is God doesn't make mistakes true to that you can even look at the the scientific androgynous people that are created sometimes we have people that are born with more than one set of genitals you know mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the uh what's the what's the saying i'm looking for here the something that proves the rule the exception that proves the, except- the rule <laughs> yeah there so, we go oh yeah um i was trying to think of a harder word <laughs> <laughs> exception there we go but it's hermaphrodite yeah hermaphrodite that type of thing right um I I recently had the opportunity to kind of encourage a transgender person who um, was born a man, has been living as a woman, and has later in life really started to answer the call of Christ on their lives. And I... I had to sit back and think, like, how, what, I love to encourage people. So I, I how, how can I do this? What's, I don't want to make things worse. So I just encourage her to continue to pursue that relationship with God, run at, toward it full force with, with no, I mean, reckless abandon, run toward God. Because it's never a question about whether someone's gay or straight, it's whether they're saved or not saved. That is, and that once is you get them across the line of being saved, God will work on them about anything in their life that needs to be fixed. And that doesn't have to do with just someone who's gay or someone who's transgender. That's with somebody who deals with an issue of pornography. That's with somebody who deals with drinking too much, somebody who is cursing too much, um, someone who's a habitual liar or a kleptomaniac. These are all sins we all have. Now, just because someone's sins are a little different than my own does not give me the right to stand in judgment of them because what matters most important of all is getting that person's soul into heaven 
because everything right now, this world that we're on, it's transitory. We're mm-hmm. only here for a little bit. Yeah, the world, uh, the world is going to always come up. The enemy is going to come up with uh, all kinds of wild ways to sin, but it all comes back to the fact that we need Jesus in our life. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to be connected with our Creator. Once we're connected with a genuine connection, not just, you know, I carry the banner of Christian, I go to church, and so I call myself a Christian. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when, you know, when a person truly gets saved and the Holy Spirit enters inside of them and they have that seal of salvation on them. You know, that is when God starts to uh, share truth and starts to change them from the inside out. And then, you know, those issues get worked on. Um, You know, as a church, we've kind of failed because we often attack the sin. You know, we attack, you know, all these issues. The fact is, is there's always going to be another issue. There's always going to be a sin, and, and they're all, they all lead to death, regardless of what they are. we got to get Jesus in their life, and once they know Jesus, once they know their Creator, and they have the Holy Spirit inside of them, they are going to clean up. And the other side of that is the, the enemy has learned how to, fo- how to use our, our fleshly desire to focus on somebody else's sin as a weapon against us. Absolutely. And it's something where we have to... We have to grow past that, otherwise the enemy is going to continue to use it against us. Right. Your walk with Christ is very... It's not a group effort. Elaborate. I'm not saying that you can't have support from a group, but you're not going up as a group. Like, us, oh, yeah, you're us, not going to stand in judgment as a group. Us right fifteen, right. <laughs> us fifteen people here at church. I'm just saying fifteen. Um, sometimes more. <laughs> um, aren't going to go all go up together and like, hey, we made it. You know, it's you and everybody in your life here on earth is not anymore in your mind. When you get there, anything that's happened here. You don't even think about it. The only thing you're going to think about is serving God, period. We will be wed. You're not missing people. You're not thinking about your mom. You're not thinking about your sisters or your kids or your dog or nothing. You're thinking about, what can I do for you, Lord? And so what... Uh, yes, bring people to Christ, preach the gospel, let them know where salvation is. With words when necessary. But as far as sinning, others others sinning, I, you need to be more focused on your own walk and let them work that out. Can you? they come to you for counseling? Absolutely. Can you guide them in the right direction? As long as your sins, as long as your if you tell somebody to quit drinking, you better not be a drinker. It's true. Take the log out of your eye before you try to pull your brother's splinter out of his. Very true. Uh, okay. Yes, you get, you're all over it. So I think to, to uh, another way of saying what you're saying, I think is simply, yeah, there is a time and a place for everything. There are times that, you know, we are, called by God to go to our brothers and sisters and help them back on the right track. 
but we have to be very careful that we're not focusing more on the sins of others and not enough on our own. Right. Thus, the log and the you know and the splinter example. Right. You know, we we just have a tendency to try to you know it's almost like we're justifying. I'm not justifying. We're we're trying to think better of ourselves by pulling other people down and pointing out their sins. Right. And it's really important to start with your own. <laughs> And then if you got some extra energy and some extra humility, then you can go help your brothers and sisters. You know, the best way to help your brothers and sisters is by living fruitful. There you go. When you try to live your life the way God wants you to live your life, others see that, and they try to replicate that because they see the light coming off of you, and they say, I need that light too. Yeah, as uh, Christians. Maybe I should stop drinking. Maybe I should stop cussing. Maybe I should stop watching porno. Maybe I should right. be faithful. As Christians, we should be able to say the same statement that Paul said. Paul said, as I follow Christ, so follow me. He was saying, basically, I'm living in such a way that I am imitating Christ. Therefore, if you imitate me, you will be imitating Christ. And, you know, th- that's a that's a tough tall order, I guess, so to speak, but um, that's, we should be able to say that. We would, should focus on ourselves so much that we can say, as I follow Christ, so follow me. And there's also something with that, the, with the way that that's said, where if I'm not following Christ, don't follow me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the inverse is appropriate there, too. Right. So if there's a certain area of my life where I'm not following Christ, that's not an area you want to follow me in. And that's, I think, what Paul was trying to say there as well. It just, in every area where I'm in submission, if you're in submission, you're going to be following the same path. Mm-hmm. And I think one way, if you see your your brother or sister failing in an area, rather than picking that area out and approaching them with that problem, you just ask them, is there anything I can help you with? Is there any anything that is stopping you from living for Christ fully? Is there any obstacles that you're tripping over that maybe a conversation with a fellow believer could help you help you overcome? And then let them come to you and say, "Yeah, I'm having trouble with this." And then then that opens up that conversation and you're not coming at them saying you, 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 they're coming to you saying, help me. Yeah. It's a servant. It's a servant's hard issue. Right. Anyway, folks over the weekend, uh, at least 36 rockets fired into Israel from Gaza. Um, some rockets exploded before reaching Israeli territory. Why others, were intercepted by air defense. Couldn't that be a God thing? Is God blowing these rockets up before they reach Israel, protecting his land? And no injuries were reported. Um, God will protect his people. That's his, that's his people. That's his land. Well, if you look at just the most recent modern history of Israel, that stands to reason when there were so many countries allied against them. Uh, Like when they were first founded, they went into war immediately. Then they had the Seven-Day War. They conquered that. Um, That country over there has overcome some massive 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Obstacles mm-hmm. just to just to exist. Mm-hmm. So it, there's definitely a lot of prophetic references there because well, God is so, going to protect them in the end times. So I'm intrigued now. I, I live under a rock, so forgive me my lack of uh, knowledge of the news right now. <laughs> uh, work too many hours. I live under a rock. But yeah, what, uh, so uh, you were asking that because of why? Did they do they not know why some of them went off in the air? Or they didn't say that, but they. Uh, they have a missile defense system over there. Yes, that's top yeah. of the line. So right. that's what takes it out. A lot of those those rockets that are incoming because the rockets are a fairly regular occurrence over there. It's the gotcha. dome or something. Yeah, something like Iron Dome. I the think Iron it's Dome. The yeah. Iron Dome. But I don't think I don't think that's what was doing. It was like before it even reached Israeli territory, they were exploding in the air. Mm-hmm. That's usually poor munitions. But at the 36? same time, that could be oh, God as well. Yeah, actually. That's I mean, there's a lot of, that's a lot of rockets, and that's not even all of them. Um, that was in one day, and then they had, over the weekend, some more go through. It could be in the 40s somewhere. Well, the fact that, how many fired total? Uh, at least 36. At least 36, and no one was injured. And air defense took out some of them, no injuries. That is pretty phenomenal. In case you don't know, the Gaza Strip borders israel it's yeah. not far it's like right up against it it's between israel and the mediterranean sea and um uh april 8th um israel fired two rockets towards damascus and landed really close to damascus and right now the israeli police are clashing with Palestinian youth at the Damascus Gate. There's a lot of conflict right there. Um, and I'm sure that there's going to be more rockets and more things heading that way, which would fulfill Isaiah 17, where Damascus will be in a heap of rubble, completely wiped out. That's true. There's a lot going on over there right now that can mm. be interpreted in, in, in the light of biblical prophecy. For sure. I mean, and and as we all know, biblical prophecy is jumping off the pages. I mean, it's just one thing after another. It's moving so fast. Like birth pains. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And all this started a little over a year ago. Slow. Well, I don't know if you can say over a year ago. Israel reconstituted as a country, I think, in 48. Well, I mean... It's been- Slowly Absolute, increasing, absolutely. Speed. But lately, it's been increasing. Like, well, like Jesus said, um, like birth pains, where it's it's not much pain, and then they're far apart, right. and then it contractions increased. are getting closer ah, together. Yeah, right. It gets closer okay, and closer and closer. Yeah. Um, so now we're we're getting ready to have birth. We're we're the contractions are here, like rapid. And more painful. The head is crowning. The head is, is crowning. The head is crowning. Um, the peace accord that was signed when Trump was in office. Um, you know which one? There was like six of them, I think. Well, the one that all all the well a good handful of the countries that surround Israel agreed for peace and safety, normalizing relationships. Right. Yeah. Which is in the Bible, peace and safety. And after they say peace and safety, sudden sudden destruction comes, right, from someone you don't expect. So someone in that group 
or several people from that group that signed that peace accord saying that they are not going to attack Israel and there will be peace and safety and we're here together are going to deceive Israel. And with everything going on with Iran and Iraq, well, Iran, I don't know what Iraq's deal is, but Iran is is wanting to destroy Israel. And I think that some of those countries that sign that peace accord are going to join with Iran because of fear of them. Iran's like, okay, you want to be with Israel and protect Israel? Then we're going to come after you too. And they'll be like, oh, wait a minute. How about we jump on your side? And then it will be unexpected. And that will fulfill another prophecy. There are significant cultural differences in the Muslim community between the Shia and the Shiites. Mm-hmm. Um, Saudi Arabia and Iran usually are like button heads, um, like deep conflict. And I could see that turning into something more because of along the lines of what you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Any, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, the, the, the takeaway from all of this is, boy, yeah, the head is crowning. So, yeah, we... The time is running short. Yeah. So what we got to do, we got to get on it. Yeah. So if you're curious of what's going to happen next, um, read the Bible because it tells you. (laughs) Give you a hint. In the end, we win. Rick, you look like you're ready to share. Go ahead. Uh, You know, I was just thinking it seems like it's time for the songs of the week, don't you think? It is. Um, I was feeling it in my bones. Rock and roll, baby. (laughs) <laughs> What's your song of the week, Rick? My song of the week. Uh, this week, I've decided to focus in on a worship song. Um, it's brought to us by Elevation Worship, and it is a song called... Uh, uh, boy, I'll tell you, my mind just went blank there. <laughs> I've never heard that Gra- song before. <laughs> yeah, it's called Graves Into Gardens. Uh, we actually did it on Sunday, and it just... Uh, it Such was a good really, song really speaking to me. Uh, in fact, if you haven't seen it, listeners, uh, go out and check out the video. It's a uh, live worship video on YouTube, and just uh, very high energy, just awesome. But, uh, you know, the the bridge, I'm going to share the bridge lyrics. The uh, whole song, obviously, is good, but uh, it, it's talking about God, and it says, you turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You know, just uh, you know, just thinking about the fact that the Lord makes a way when there doesn't seem to be a way. You know, we we sometimes in our life we see things just so negatively. You know, because everything around us is negative. The news is negative. You know, we have bad situations in our life. But you know, God turns things around. You know, turning uh, uh, seas into highways. You know, so Moses leads the Israelites out to the edge of the water, and it does. It's like, wow. Okay, you just led us out here to die because now the Egyptian army's coming right down on our tail, and we're dead. And what's yeah. God do? Parts the water, turns the sea into a highway. They walk across. Egyptian army follows. Bam, water goes down. They all drown. <laughs> Just tremendous. You know, God does the same thing today. 
yeah. in our lives. So just a good tune. Check it out. Nathan? So my song this week is by Sanctus Real, um, um, Lead Me. And this is a song that kind of dovetails nicely with uh, some of the conversation we had earlier and some of the news articles. But ultimately, it's a song about, as a man, if you're married, your, your spouse needs leadership from you. If you're a father, your children need leadership from you. But as a man, you need leadership from God. Mm-hmm. And this song really speaks to that need. So I highly recommend it. Um, I won't share any of the lyrics or anything like that, but give it a listen. I think you're going to enjoy it. And mine is a song by Michael W. Smith, A Mighty Forge. Wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard the song. Who does that song? Take two. (laughs) No, wait a minute. That's not the song. Who who does Mighty Fortress? Uh, That is a Jesus. Well, that's a, uh, oh, what is it? That's Emerging emerging Voices, Mary Cat. Mary Cat. That's on the Emerging Voices. Uh, it's actually a offshoot of Jesus culture, I believe. Like a mighty fortress. <sighs> it's a mighty fortress. <laughs> yeah, it's Jesus culture. Well, that's not who we do, though. Yeah, Emerging Voices, Jesus culture. It's true. Emerging Voices. Yeah, it's that's what the... Uh, this says Mighty Fortress, not a Mighty Fortress, Mighty Fortress. There is a Michael W. Smith song. Mary Cat Erenzeller. That's the one. Um, yeah, that, just, yeah. That's the wrong one. No, no. That was right. Is it? I never. Yeah. It, I, I don't know who wrote it, but it is definitely by Jesus Culture. Emerging Voices. They were, they were new. Uh, when Jesus Culture came out, it was like uh, Kim Walker Smith, whatever, some of those guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris, however you pronounce his last name, um, and, and Koala, however you pronounce his name. <laughs> it was like that, 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 that was the primary group. And then there was some other, you know, the, the oh, goodness, the, I wanted to say Stonewalls, the, the, I can't even think of their name. Anyway, the, uh, uh, there was several like new voices coming out in the Jesus culture movement, and then they did this emerging voices, which were like like a bunch of new people who really weren't known. So that's but it's still a Jesus culture, you know, kind of thing. I don't know. That, that's my <laughs> that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, but the song choice is Mighty Fortress. Mighty Foitre- Fortress. Very good song. Um, a lot of fun. So. Folks, yeah, you can check these songs of the week out on the website of fortheloveofgodpodcast.com. Please stop by, check out all the stuff we have available on there. Every song of the week is in the songs of the week section. And uh, you can it's linked to Spotify. You can listen to them. You can save the playlist on your own playlist and get yourself a nice little Christian music collection going. Make sure you visit our store and get a Jason Rocks t-shirt. Uh, they're, uh, <laughs> are they free right now? I, I, no, they're non-existent. I'm sorry. Our new shirt, Jason existent. Cooks, is coming next. Well, I'm thinking about <laughs> making some t-shirts and uh, and um, some coffee cups, but who knows? Anyway, that's all we have for the night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, please support the show. Subscribe, share, and leave comments and ratings. Uh, it helps us in the algorithm. It helps other people find the show much easier than it took you to find the show. And tell your friends. Right. Say good night, Rick. Good night, Rick. Good night, Nate. Good night, Nate. Good night, everybody. Peace. <laughs>